Medtronic Technologies impacted more than 72 million people in the last year, equating to two people every second. Harnessing the power of technology to take healthcare further, each technology has unique benefits designed to serve patients. The goal of this program is to get closer to the patient and delve into the challenges and impact of each technology in practice. This is the Medtronic MedEd Learning Experience. The INVOS monitoring system should not be used as the sole basis for diagnosis or therapy and is intended only as an adjunct in patient assessment. Medtronic's medical education programs are offered to provide attendees education on the FDA-cleared indications and use of our products when applicable. The contents and conclusions of the following program are solely those of the speakers unless otherwise noted. The speakers are responsible for all content and any necessary permissions. The speakers received funding from Covidian LP, a Medtronic company, for this speaking engagement. For this segment of the series, a discussion on the value of NEARS in clinical practice in the NICU, how do you interpret NEARS oximetry? To help answer this question is Dr. Ronald Branicki, Professor of Pediatrics at Baylor College of Medicine, Section of Critical Care Medicine and Cardiology at Texas Children's Hospital. The use of NEARS oximetry often generates many questions, such as, what does it measure? How do I respond to the reading? And what is the impact of any of a number of potential interventions on the reading? Many of these questions are answered by addressing the fundamental question of how do you interpret NEARS oximetry? The NEARS oximeter-derived oxygen saturation is viewed as a surrogate for the corresponding venous oxygen saturation. For this reason, the use of NEARS oximetry requires an understanding of the principles of venous oximetry and accordingly, an understanding of the responses of the systemic and regional circulations to perturbations in oxygen delivery, DO2, and oxygen consumption, VO2, or both. Let's broadly review the relationship between oxygen consumption and delivery. A decrease in oxygen content, either from hypoxia or anemia, stimulates an increase in cardiac output to maintain oxygen delivery. If cardiac output and thus oxygen delivery are limited, oxygen extraction increases in order to maintain oxygen availability and tissue oxygenation. The ability to increase the efficiency of or the extent of oxygen extraction results primarily from vascular recruitment, the process by which previously closed capillaries are open. Vascular recruitment is stimulated, for example, by the local accumulation of adenosine, a byproduct of ATP utilization, and a decrease in tissue oxygen tension. Vascular recruitment increases capillary density, decreasing diffusion distance for oxygen, and increasing the capillary surface area available for gas exchange. Vascular recruitment also increases the cross-sectional area of gas exchange vessels. As a result, red blood cell velocity decreases leading to an increase in red blood cell transient time and diffusion times, further enhancing the extraction of oxygen from blood. Let's dig a bit deeper into the responses of the circulation to specific perturbations in oxygen consumption, delivery, or both. With hypoxia, cardiac output acutely increases in order to maintain oxygen delivery. If this response does not suffice, oxygen extraction increases. Over time, hemoglobin production and intravascular volume increase. 
Similarly, with anemia, cardiac output acutely increases in order to maintain oxygen delivery. If this response does not suffice, oxygen extraction increases. Over time, intravascular volume increases. The same is true for an increase in oxygen demand. Cardiac output and oxygen delivery acutely increase. If this response does not suffice, oxygen extraction increases. However, when cardiac output and oxygen delivery are limited, an increase in oxygen extraction is the mechanism that attempts to maintain adequate tissue oxygenation. As cardiac output and oxygen delivery become limited, the global or systemic neurohormonal response increases the resistance to blood flow in less vital organs. As a result, blood flow is redistributed away from less vital organs in order to maintain tissue oxygenation of the most essential organs. These organs include the brain, myocardium, and respiratory muscles, all of which extract a high percentage of oxygen under normal conditions and thus rely on an increase in blood flow to maintain tissue oxygenation under stress. Susceptible viscera attempt to maintain tissue oxygenation despite this systemic response. Metabolic autoregulation refers to the process by which tissues intrinsically attempt to maintain blood flow and oxygen delivery by countering these systemic influences and decreasing vascular resistance. When blood flow is coupled to metabolism, a normal oxygen extraction ratio is maintained. We'll discuss the oxygen extraction ratio in just a moment. When vasodilatory reserve becomes exhausted and oxygen delivery becomes limited, oxygen extraction increases. This provides the rationale for monitoring regional oxygen extraction of less vital organs, such as the kidneys, because it provides an earlier indication of a falling and limited cardiac output and oxygen delivery state than global parameters. Now that we've reviewed some essential circulatory physiology, let's now focus on the principles of venous oximetry, which is based on fixed principle. With some manipulation of fixed principle, we have the following. Oxygen consumption equals the product of oxygen delivery and the arterial venous oxygen content difference, or AVDO2. With further manipulation, we come to appreciate that the AVDO2 evaluates the relationship between oxygen consumption and oxygen delivery. The AVDO2 may be substituted with the oxygen extraction ratio, which is equal to the difference in arterial oxygen saturation minus the mixed venous oxygen saturation divided by the arterial oxygen saturation. The NIRS-derived oxygen saturation is used as a surrogate for the mixed venous or central venous oxygen saturation or venous oxygen saturation for a particular organ, which enables us to determine non-invasively the oxygen extraction ratio, and in doing so, enables us to assess the relationship between oxygen consumption and delivery on a global scale, as well as the regional level, as well as at the regional level. If the patient is fully saturated, you can simply take the difference in arterial and venous oxygen saturations. However, it is important to appreciate that in the setting of arterial hypoxemia, the oxygen extraction ratio must be determined in order to accurately assess the magnitude of oxygen extraction and ultimately the VO2-DO2 relationship. It is important to appreciate that the assessment of the oxygen extraction ratio is an evaluation 
of the oxygen consumption delivery relationship. Venous oximetry and the oxygen extraction ratio is an indicator of whether oxygen delivery is adequate relative to metabolic demands. With oxygen delivery determined by oxygen tension, hemoglobin concentration, and cardiac output, and where important determinants of oxygen demand are spontaneous respiration and wakefulness. As oxygen demand exceeds oxygen delivery, tissue hypoxia, anaerobic metabolism, and the onset of shock ensue. It will ensue. We will discuss this further in a moment. The assessment of the oxygen extraction ratio is neither a determination of cardiac function, cardiac output, and oxygen delivery, nor an indicator of oxygen demand. And with NIRS technology, the assessment of the oxygen extraction ratio may be applied on a systemic, global, or regional visceral level. These figures illustrate and summarize essential concepts of the oxygen consumption delivery relationship specifically applied to the brain. As oxygen tension falls, top left-hand corner, the jugular saturation remains normal until the arterial saturation begins to decrease, which begins to occur as the PO2 falls below 65 millimeters of mercury. As this occurs, however, the oxygen extraction ratio remains normal until the compensatory increase in cerebral blood flow no longer suffices. In the top right-hand corner, as hemoglobin concentration raxes and wanes, the jugular venous oxygen saturation remains normal within a broad range due to corresponding changes in cerebral blood flow. With varying degrees of cerebral metabolism, down below, the jugular venous oxygen saturation remains normal within a broad range due to corresponding changes in cerebral blood flow. So long as the compensatory circulatory responses suffice, flow and oxygen delivery remain coupled to metabolism or demand for oxygen, and the oxygen extraction ratio remains normal. This figure further illustrates and further summarizes the relationship between oxygen consumption on the vertical axis and oxygen delivery on the horizontal axis as the circulation is disturbed. As oxygen delivery decreases, the oxygen extraction ratio increases, as noted in, in green. Oxygen consumption remains unchanged. As oxygen delivery continues to fall, at some point, the compensatory increase in oxygen extraction no longer suffices, and for a given oxygen demand, oxygen consumption begins to fall. The DO2 at which oxygen consumption begins to fall defines the onset of shock, and the corresponding DO2 and oxygen extraction ratio values represent the respective critical values for these parameters. The critical DO2 value changes in parallel changes in oxygen demand. However, the critical oxygen extraction ratio remains fairly constant at 60 to 65% or so as the oxygen extraction ratio evaluates delivery relative to demand. It is also worth highlighting that lactate accumulation only begins once its production begins to exceed its clearance, which occurs as oxygen delivery falls below and the oxygen extraction rises above their respective critical values. For this reason, an elevated lactate level is less, less sensitive at detecting a falling cardiac output and oxygen delivery than a rising oxygen extraction ratio. That is to say, an oxygen extraction ratio that rises above normal and approaches critical. 
bringing the discussion full circle, here are the normal oxygen extraction ratios and a construct for interpreting a rising, rising oxygen extraction ratio. Normal brain jugular venous oxygen saturations, which are most closely related to cerebral nears, are 35% or so. The technology of nears oximetry and the oxygen saturation that's generated is theoretically not identical to a jugular venous saturation as some 20% of the nears-derived signal comes from the arterial circulation. The technology is discussed in greater detail in a separate podcast. That being said, the cerebral oxygen saturation has been shown to closely approximate and track changes in jugular venous oxygen saturations. The normal renal oxygen extraction ratio is 15% or so. As cardiac output and oxygen delivery begin to fall and become limited, we see the following on the right-hand side. With an oxygen extraction ratio of 50 to 60%, consistent with impending shock, and an oxygen extraction ratio upwards of 60 to 65%, consistent with tissue hypoxia and the onset of shock. Thank you very much for your attention. Please tune in next week for a new segment from this series wherever you find your podcast. This is the Medtronic MedEd Learning Experience. Thank you for listening.